How do you launch a product in March of 2020, right at the start of COVID-19, and turn it into a massive success quickly? Well, Guy Barr in today's interview shares his story of how he founded HiFit, an at-home fitness company that has done just that. You're going to love this interview. Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast, focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their product businesses by teaching cutting-edge marketing strategies and interviewing successful marketers, as well as product marketing experts that share their stories to inspire you to achieve hyper-growth for your own business. I'm your host, John LeClaire, founder and CEO of Harvest Growth, and I believe that if you want to make your product the next household name, you just need to follow the right plan and that even the best products struggle to succeed when they step away from proven strategies that work. If you'd like to learn more about what we call the perfect launch process for marketing products, check out harvestgrowth.com. And if you still have questions on how you can implement this process for your business, you'll see a link on our homepage to set up a free consultation with one of our product launch specialists. I'm excited to have on the show today with us Guy Barr, who's the founder of High Fit. And you can see it in the show notes, but his website is highfitgear.com. That's H-Y-F-I-T gear, G-E-A-R.com. It's a really cool fitness product, a really technology-based product that I'll let him describe and fully, but I do encourage everyone to check out the website to really see it. You've got to see what he's done in this business that he's put together. It's, it's, uh, it's really exciting. But Guy, I'd, I'd love to first talk about a little bit on your background. You know, how did, how did you get into the fitness business? So uh, first of all, thank you for having me and thank you for this opportunity to share uh, a little bit about the story of HiFit and, and my own personal story. So um, as you said, my name is Guy. I'm the founder and CEO of HiFit. I came to this business by loving and being extremely passionate about workout products and uh, functional training devices. Um, while I was a soldier in the Israeli military almost seven years ago, I was fascinated and explored by the TRX product, which was a huge thing by then. And uh, as someone who was in the need of having something like the TRX, of being able to work out anywhere during my military service, I just found it a very interesting aspect that people can work out anywhere with one device. <laughs> so just thinking about that led me to the acknowledgement that people are looking for such solutions and such uh, offerings. And that's how I came up with the Gear 1 by HiFit. It's basically an involvement of TRX or any other fitness devices right now. And it should be um, the one workout device that people work out with anywhere. And as I look at your website and go through your product, it's uh, as I mentioned before, it's it's an exciting product with an exciting technology you've come up with that is to me almost like a TRX on steroids. Can you describe for those who haven't been to your website yet what HiFit is, how it works? So HiFit is actually our brand, and we aspire to be more than just one product company. We have ideas to transform the entire uh, functional training market into smart. And why I say smart is making things a, able to communicate with us and coach us to get better. So that's the idea of having smart devices. We want every workout device that people work out with to coach you and to motivate you and to personalize for you a, a workout that are 
good for you and not something that are just a uh, tribal and you can just uh, you kind of be puzzled with what you do. So the idea is really making in high fit devices that are adapted to your needs and show you your progress anytime. So it's having a, a built-in coach with your exercise device. And, and what, a, what a great time for a product like this as much of the world is shut down because of COVID or co- coronavirus that, that you know, we're stuck in our homes. A lot of gyms are closed in countries across the world. And, and by the way, for our audience's benefit, we're, you know, I'm calling obviously in for this interview from Colorado as our, our headquarters. And Guy is nice enough to join us from Tel Aviv. So we're across the world and able to, to do this interview. But, you know, as, as different as our countries are in terms of, you know, the, the, the climates and, you know, just the people in general, we're all suffering through COVID in a very similar fashion. And, you know, things are shut down and people can't go to the gym as, at least as often as they'd like to, or in many places at all. And if you have exercise equipment at home, if you're one of the lucky ones that's been able to buy during this time where almost everything is sold out, uh, knowing what to do with it is the hard part. And I, I love that you've built, and as you mentioned, you have a built-in coach that helps you. So describe for us, if you could, how does the technology work? When you say coach, what does that mean? Like what, what kind of metrics are you sharing with people that help them to improve their fitness? So that's a great question. And I think there's different layers of coaching people. One layer is simply motivating you and telling you that you've done better and you can always get better. So that's something that we've seen all across the fitness market. And right now people are, people are looking to be more motivated. Obviously, uh, Apple Fitness is now being so big around uh, the, the motivation part and it started from Fitbit and it all it goes all the way. Um, right now, coaching is, is about literally putting you in a different place than you were before. And Peloton, I think, mastered the, the, the industry of coaching people via technology. And what we want to do is not to focus on just either the motivating or the coaching part or personalizing part. We want to give you all the segments all together. And the, the way we do that is we give you information that you work out with. For example, number of repetitions, the speed of work, the strength you're using, the calories you burn, and, and so to speak. And we basically analyze this information on our backend, and then we can calculate for you what should be the best next move. So that's a personal coach, actually, analyzing your stats and information and telling you what, what is your next step. And during this COVID time, as we're all working out at home and unable to go to the gym, as I mentioned, fitness devices, fitness products in this industry have been really a boom for the last six months and for the foreseeable future as well. And before this show or this interview started, you mentioned that your business has also been benefiting from this time when people are at home. So how, how has it impacted and how have you been able to take advantage of the change in the world? So I... Uh... Most, most of the surge came in popularity. So more people are looking for this kind of solutions, whether that's in, in the business development side, in, in investments, or whether that's in just uh, simply sales, people coming to your site and looking to buy your product. I think what it did to, to us in particular is that it, it showed us who we are. It showed us that we are a fitness company aiming for the mass market, bringing technology with functional devices, and it really put us in a place where you got to adapt to this market. So when COVID-19 started, it was back in March, and uh, our product was not available in the market. We didn't have even inventory. So we were adapting, and we were making pre-orders of the devices. 
and we've just started pushing the production so fast to get to to, to get the stuff, uh, the goods into the U.S. And then we got the goods into the U.S. and we had some problems over there with with uh, with uh, uh, putting the goods in, into people's hands in the first time. So everything was like on ten times faster than it should. And uh, I actually can say that I, I don't think any normal company has done this kind of productions that we've done because it all happened in the same time with COVID-19, with putting marketing, branding in the same time, having your company going in 200% in funding and sales and production has to adapt. So we went from three people to 20 people in a couple of months. Wow. And that's a problem, or I would say a challenge that a lot of growing companies run into. You know, for you, it happens to be that this unique time during COVID where it's driving people to your product category and and hopefully that continues for a very long time but you know every successful business has these periods of growth and so often production is the hurdle that they run into and sometimes can't get over right they they can't keep up with demand so do you have any advice for for businesses that are in that or will be in that growth phase how do you keep up with it so how do you especially for you where you started from scratch really from zero to really be able to keep up with demand what, what's really helped you as a company well, I think sometimes it's better not to sell your product as as, as hard as it sounds. Uh, it's sometimes better to to stop and to have the right funding to make the inventory and to make all the foundations ready because it's very tempting to sell more and to be to have your company being demanded and and wanted by people. But it's actually you have to deal with with the casual, with the consequences of not delivering the right goods for people. So maybe it's good for one for one person to examine what is the actual demand that there is for his product and then analyze it and for that um, to convert it into a potential investment into his inventory or um, putting the right stock in place and then going to the market when you're ready. And you mentioned how this has been a unique time to bring in investor funding as well, when many of the markets are restricting, right? The capital has been difficult to come by for a lot of people. So how have you been able to, to succeed by getting investor funding during COVID? I feel like we're completely disconnected from whatever is happening right now. Also in Israel, I mean, my company has been working every day. Uh, my employees uh, came to the business every day um, and and I, I sometimes forget that the world is, is, is going into this turmoil all around this. And actually in Israel, uh, Corona-19, COVID-19 is, is pretty hectic. It's pretty chaotic here. And uh, there's a lot of people that have gotten unemployed and everything else. And we keep hiring more people and, and going against the tide. It left us quite confused at the beginning that the company is behaving like that, but this is just the way economics work. So uh, there's some people in the business that get hurt and some people that don't get hurt. And they just, we have to acknowledge that. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's taking advantage of situations that are put in front of us. There's always going to be challenges in business and learning how, how do we adapt our company. I think you, you, you were in the creation phase of your company, so you're able to pivot easily and relatively speaking and very quickly to really take advantage of uh, opportunities of you know, stay-at-home fitness is huge right now. So, so really capitalizing on that. Help me understand, what was your, I guess, first successful uh, uh, venture from a marketing perspective? So as you started to launch this, you mentioned back in March, right when COVID was hitting, you didn't even have inventory in place yet. You're really just kicking it off. 
What was, what would you say is your first success? You know, did you have a marketing technique, tactic or marketing channel that worked really well for you? Um, I think the first success was that we did a Kickstarter campaign and then we, we showed the demand for the product. And that was, that was a, a, quite a while ago, but it was our first successful milestone as a company. And um, yeah, we did not want to deliver the products before we felt it was com- great uh, pieces for the people. And we actually, uh, some would say we waited too long, but I think it paid off because anyone who bought uh, the $99 product that was available back on Kickstarter got a $249 worth of a product that has five times more parameters, versatilities, and, and, and capabilities. And I've never asked for a dollar more because I don't think the people have to pay for that. So I think um, there's two things. One, we showed the demand pretty early for the technology. And secondly, we, we, we just don't want to tolerate any kind of mistakes and design errors or, or, or issues with the product. We wanted to, we wanted to make something that people really want and to make an impact and then to just build it upon that. That makes sense. And, and you guys, you're based in Israel, where, but where are your sales coming from primarily? Do you have a, do you have a couple of markets that rise to the top? Uh, uh, right now we're completely focusing on the US market. It's our main market, so uh, everything is happening there. And we get a lot of questions. So a lot of our clients, because we're a US-based company, they start here in the US, but then they want to go up, up, off to Europe, Asia, et cetera, across the world and sell their products. Do you have any advice for someone who is running a company in one country and generating sales in another? What, you know, any kind of secret to your success and being able to, able to do that? Uh, I think today, it's, you know, the internet has pretty much changed everything. So yeah. uh, actually, I've, I've lived in the US. I've lived in Los Angeles, California. So in in order to, I mean, there's a saying in Rome, you have to act like a, a, a person from Rome. So I, I, you cannot sell to a market if you don't understand it and you don't understand how people think in there. So I, I hope we can, uh, we say that we, we think and understand the US market to some extent. So that's one thing you should really know who you're dealing with, who are your customers, what do they look for? I can give you a very interesting example. Um, one of the issues with our marketing was that we were completely aiming to sell a fitness device, but we were not saying what an alternative are we creating and for what. And I've only realized quite recently that most people in the U.S. care about going to gym because in the U.S. it's very popular to go to a gym. But here in Israel and many other countries, people don't really go to a gym. They go to a park, they work out at home. They don't have this culture of going to a gym. And that change literally put everything into a different light when we realized that every, every, everyone goes to gym in, in America. And that's something that, you know, can change your performance drastically. Absolutely. And, and can change in a dime where now almost nobody's going to a gym, right? In, in America, it's, it's, which is a good opportunity to bring the gym to your home for sure. You know, over these past, let's say six months or so, since you really scaled up the launch and started to, to grow your business, have you had any big challenges or maybe what you might call a failure that you've been able to learn from and, and, and adapt and work past? Uh, I think um, our, our biggest failure was that we, we came out too early and, and we, wanted, you know, we wanted to go out and to, to put out, as, as I said, it made us go back and, and fix the production and fix the goods and, and then go again. So, 
as I said, you, people should get more prepared before they go into the market. Uh, obviously, it paid off as it, as it made us show people that we have the demand for the technology, but I don't think in, in retrospect it was a good thing to go out uh, so early. It's a hard thing to, to hold back. You get excited as an inventor, as an entrepreneur, and you know you've got a, an amazing product. You want to expose it to the world, right? Bring it out as fast as possible. So it's, it is hard to hold back for sure. Um, but you, as you said, it's preparing and doing it right, you, which you can still do quickly, right? So it can, doesn't have to slow you down a lot, but, but those important preparation steps can make a big difference in the success of your business for the long term. So, you know, having gone through what you've gone through so far in your business, do you have any advice for our audience of inventors and entrepreneurs that might help them? Never give up. You should never, never stop. You should go all the way. And even if you think you found it, you're not there yet. Go all the way. And uh, you sleep on a win and you wake up on a loss. So you should definitely, definitely work as hard as you can to make it happen. I started this business relatively young here in Israel at age 23 without any business degree or any kind of degree at all. And uh, I, I just, I, I, it was so hard for me to get interest from people. And um, I just did it every day, every day, single day. And, and even if I was younger than other entrepreneurs or less experienced or, or whatever, it just didn't hold me back. And today um, I'm 20, 27 and turning 28. And, and I'm so happy that I, I kept on that and I, and I didn't give up because it doesn't only give you the experience and, and the, the privilege to, to work on that. It also gives you the insights that a man who can fish will always stay, uh, will, will, will be always fed and he will always uh, never be hungry again. So I think, I think you should never give up. And even if you're very successful, even if you think that you made it, go again and work out hard again and never, never stop. And always have a target that, that goes away from you and you just go and try to achieve this target. That's great advice. I, I, like, I love how you said sleep, you go to sleep on a win, you wake up with a loss. And so often that happens, right? Like right when we're on cloud nine, we're excited. Everything's going great. There's always going to be a challenge that comes up, right? So it's, it's your point. It just, it's just about staying positive and realizing you'll work past it. You know, it's look, realize the challenges you've already overcome in your life and work towards the next one. That day, it's, it's about that day that you don't work out and you're like, yeah, I'll work out tomorrow. Or that, that day that you say, okay, I'll go to the office at 11 a.m. and I will just, you know, I'll sleep a little bit longer. This is the day where you give your success back. I mean, success is, is hard. And 99% of people are not successful and they're not making it. And there's only 1% that really made it big. And the reason for that is because it's very hard. It's, it's very hard to be successful. So if you want to be successful, then just do what everybody else is not doing and then just literally put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and work as hard as you can. So I think what I like about this business is maybe we talk about HiFit right now as a, as a startup that we're working on, but it's not really about that. It's about being, building yourself as a person and building the product that, you know, you believe in. Absolutely. And for your, for your business, what's next for you guys? You've already, you've already had this great tro growth trajectory over the past several months. Where are you going next? I'm looking to make a company that is going to be as big as Peloton today in terms of 
it's technologies and fitness and actually even bigger than that. And I want, we want to take over the entire fitness functional training industry and put it into smart category and bring it into a whole new level and coach people to get better. So we, I feel like we really have something that needs to be a little bit polished, but it can be a big, big company in this, in this arena. And I'm not just talking about making more money. I'm just talking about making something that is valuable for people and it really provides them with, with an added value for their life. Yeah, I think so. It's one of the exciting things about being in this category of fitness in general is you really are directly changing people's lives, right? So we market products across hundreds of different categories for our clients. And one of the the things I love about fitness is you really are changing people and you can see those changes. You can hear these testimonials of, no, not just weight loss, but feeling better, living longer, and just being better people for it. And it's, it's a fun part of the, of the, it's a fun category to be a part of really impacting these lives like this. So I love that. I think too, for me, I love in talking to you about your long-term goals. You, you want, you want to make a, a great company, a, a big company and really grow it, but it's on the backs of not just creating a product and selling it to everybody, but it's bigger than that. As you said, it's, it's about the technology and today it's this product tomorrow it might be something else or you know an expanded version of it or a product line etc and that's a great way to think about any kind of product business is it's not ever really or shouldn't be about a single product but it's about how do you constantly improve that and bring out other products but really continue your vision to to grow and help other people and that's really how you grow into a into a massive business that can help millions of people yeah well, Guy, this has been a lot of fun. I, a really fun interview. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's for you, it's late in the day, at the end of your day, as we connect it, as you're over in Israel. Uh, so I really, again, appreciate you taking the time um, and sharing your insights with our audience. I know they're going to really appreciate this as well and, and learn from your success that you've had. I do encourage our audience to go and visit Guy's website, which is highfitgear.com. Again, spelled H-Y, fit, F-I-T, G-E-A-R highfitgear.com. We'll put that in the show notes as well. So you have a link to click on and, uh, and, and visit their site. And, and at least, you know, if nothing else, just check out the amazing work that Guy's been able to do. Uh, it's a great site, great product, and great vision, I think, for this company to help so many people in this world. Guy, is there anything else I didn't ask you that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, I think you've touched everything. I mean, from personal experience to the business kind of view, and I, I think uh, you've done it very greatly. And I, I appreciate you for for hosting me. It's it's been a very interesting interview and and uh, quite uh, a fun experience. So I thank you much for that. I don't have any other thing to add, and I think uh, it, we keep it short and simple for people to 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 really grab uh, whatever information they want from that. Absolutely. Thanks again, guy. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for your valuable insights and for taking the time to share your story. Our audience of inventors, entrepreneurs, and product marketers will benefit greatly from what you've taught us today. For the listeners, go to their website to learn more. Also, be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see other episodes that we have recorded. And if you like this episode and you want to learn more about how you can profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play. 